I've taken many personality assessments over the years, and I'm sure it has something to do with my top talent themes of learner input and maximizer. I enjoy learning about different assessments and about myself and how I can improve based on what I learn. Too often though, I've taken an assessment and thought how accurate the results are and then put the report on the shelf. It didn't change any of my behavior or my future plans. I've not found this to be true of the Clifton Strengths or the Enneagram assessments. I continue to learn to use them on a weekly basis and sometimes a daily basis. I was talking about the Clifton Strengths report with some coach friends and one asked what she could do with these results. This episode is basically the answer that I gave her. I hope that this helps you to see how you can use your top talent themes or what you naturally do well. Even if you have not taken the Clifton Strengths assessment, think about what you do well as I talk as we go through this episode. Your top talent themes describe how you do something. It does not indicate a job in which you would excel or which jobs would be well suited for you. Other assessments can do that, particularly the Highlands Ability Battery. That was a very interesting assessment that I took, and I did use that some. Still now, I'll pull from what I learned from that assessment when I think about how I work uh, and how I do what I do. The Clifton Strengths even better describes how you do your job. Two people could be in the same job and have different strengths. Both could do their job well, and both would do it differently. They would focus on different aspects to accomplish the same purpose. The same is true whether you are using the strengths in your home or in a volunteer setting or in a work setting. The way that you do what you do is going to be unique to you. Your strengths can also describe your motivation for doing something. Often, two people could use two different strengths and have a similar outcome. I often think about how an action will affect future generations. For me, that's because I, uh, two of my top 10 strengths are futuristic and maximizer. So I like to think about the future and how is this going to impact the future. I also like to help myself and others go from good to great. And so my thoughts are... Um, thinking about how what we're doing today is going to impact future generations. But somebody else might have the strength of significance and they naturally think about how they uh, will have an impact in the world and impacting future generations. Sometimes I stop to consider why and how I'm thinking about situations. I identify my motivations and how I'm approaching the situation. This then helps me frame, or sometimes reframe when needed, what is going on. And it helps me to understand why some aspects of a project might be important to me and not to someone else. This can help reduce frustrations with coworkers, spouses, children, friends. When I think about what's important to me versus what's important to my husband and my children, it helps me to remember, okay, that is important to me, not to them. So how can I meet my need without frustrating them? And on the flip side, I can think about how I can help my my husband and my children to feel more appreciated by speaking to one of their strengths. 
So one of the ways that you can use your strengths report is thinking about how you use it with your family, with your children and your spouse. Uh, If you're not married, maybe how you use it with your friends. My husband took the assessment and in his top five, he needs facts and figures and likes plans to be outlined very logically. I tend to think through a situation on the fly. Part of my deep thinker strength, I explore all the different possibilities and I kind of think through um, a little more freeform. This causes some frustration. After he took the assessment and I realized this, I now take one of two approaches. Sometimes I will tell him, I need to think through something. I need him to listen patiently. I do not need him to make a decision or to solve a problem. That allows him to turn off that uh, side of his brain, those strengths that he naturally gravitates to. He can turn that off and just listen. It's not always easy for him to do that, but he at least knows that he's, um, he's not getting frustrated because I'm not asking him to come to a, a solution or conclusion. And then there are other times that we do need to make a decision. And so I'll think through it ahead of time. And then I'll bring him several options and say, here are two ways that I've seen that we can approach this. I'm open to others, but what do you think Think about these? That allows him to see everything lined out very logically, think through the consequences, think through what's happening, and then we can make a decision. This has reduced the friction and frustration for both of us. You can also use your strengths report in your work, your hobbies, or your volunteer activities. There's two ways that you can think about this. One is, when do you use those top talent themes in your life? How do you see them coming out? Also, you can think about it in terms of a specific situation and what themes did you use? You might want to look at a situation and say, how can I use my themes in this situation? How can I call on my strengths to better show up? What I have found is that I am looking for them and I'm noticing them more. It goes back to what I mentioned a number of episodes ago about your reticular activating system, where you are looking for a specific situation or item and suddenly you see it everywhere kind of like when you are thinking about buying a new car and you suddenly see the cars that you're thinking about everywhere they're not more prevalent you're just noticing them more so as we are aware of our strengths we start to notice how we're using them and then you can ask how can i use them more effectively You can also use your strengths report to manage your weaknesses. I've mentioned how Donald Clifton has a focus on maximizing your strengths and focusing on what you do well, but that does not mean that we ignore our weaknesses. There are areas that we are naturally not strong in. For example, one of the strengths is woo or winning others over. That is very low for me in my bottom Um, strengths. I'm not going to go out with the intention of meeting other people and making incredible friendships with them. I do not have the desire to win others over. 
I do have a desire to connect with others, though. I like to uh, form deep relationships with fewer people, but I also, with my input strength, I like to meet a lot of different people, learn about them, and learn how they can help others. I'll often be that networker. A friend of mine, even before we had learned much about the Clifton Strengths, told me that one of my superpowers is connecting people. Whenever she comes to me with some situation, I'll often say, hey, you should talk to so-and-so. They're doing something similar. That is one way that I can manage that weakness of uh, not winning others over, not going out and meeting people for the sake of meeting people. I like to meet people so that I can find out how they can connect with and help others. So you can use your strengths in a way to manage your weaknesses. You can also use your strengths to get more energy into your day. Doing what is difficult zaps your energy. It requires more concentration, more effort. It is just physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. So doing what is easier to you and what you excel at can bring you energy. I love learning and thinking about what I learn and sharing my new knowledge with others when it applies to their situation. I also enjoy thinking about the future and the possibilities. So finding ways that I can use these strengths brings me energy and helps me to move through challenging situations or areas of weakness. Finally, when you think about your strengths report, think about the overarching theme descriptions. I like to think about how my top themes work together for me and then put that into a short uh, word or phrase that helps me remember that. For me, it, it boils down to three things. I'm a curator, a facilitator, and a teacher. This helps me remember and appreciate my unique strengths, and it helps me to remember to use my strengths to benefit others. All three of those words are outward focused. I don't curate for myself. I collect for myself, but I curate so that I can share with others. When I'm a facilitator and a teacher, I'm sharing my knowledge and skills with others. Whenever we turn our focus from me to we, we're able to more effectively use our strengths and put them to um, work to benefit other people. It is really helpful to have a coach help you process your report. I have a reflection guide that I provide to all of my strengths coaching clients with questions to help you process your report and how you can apply it to your life. During a strengths-based coaching session, we can talk about how you might use your strengths in a variety of situations. My coach has helped me apply my strengths to my coaching practice and to publishing podcast episodes. She's also walked beside me as I thought through going back to school, and I realized during that coaching session that teaching is a calling and that I want to embrace that calling. I'm still discerning what that means and how I'm going to apply my strengths to pursue that dream, but that coaching session unlocked new awareness and a renewed sense of purpose. If you are ready to dive into your strengths, I would love to partner with you. I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can schedule a strength-based coaching session, and I will also leave the coupon code NEWYOU that you can use for a 50% off for a short time. 
Until next time, continue pursuing your dreams and impacting the world. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.